Welcome to Keeping It Real with Rory, the podcast that tells the story of God taking people's lives from darkness to light. People, especially people here, they're longing for the presence of Jesus. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't want to play church anymore. With your host, Rory Huskin. I fought through drug addiction. I fought through alcoholism. Yeah. You know, I'm in that hospital bed, and all I could think about is the things that I haven't finished or accomplished yet. This is one of those. If this story impacts you, go ahead and share it with one of your friends if you don't mind. We really appreciate that. Also, give us a follow right here wherever you're listening, and check us out on Instagram and Facebook by searching Keeping It Real with Rory. This is a Fast Life Ministries production. Let's jump in the episode. So, uh, my guest this afternoon is... uh Whitney Panyon. Whitney's a friend of mine. Her sister's a friend of mine. Uh, we met at an Aglow conference as, as well, I think. That was the first time I met her. Um, and so, you know, what we do here is uh, is we share our stories. We, we try to be as transparent as we can, you know. Our stories are out there to help other people that are struggling and maybe the same thing. So, so uh, uh, Whitney, what, 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 uh, what I always want to know is like, what brought us there? What 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 was the catalyst that uh, that made us cross those lines and start that journey in the wrong way? Um, um, I just say pain, you know, pain. Um, starting from when I was very young, um, I think it started. I was um, raised in church. You know, it's funny. Uh, it's it's funny how many people that uh, were injured that were raised in church. You know, I, I was raised in church. I knew, you know, I I. I was one of those people that knew where the cross was, and, you know, I just never really got on the cross with him, you know. Yes, yes. So I um, was raised, raised in church. My mom took us, you know, every Wednesday and Sunday. Um, and I knew the Lord. I knew who he was. And I believe I loved him from a very young age. Um, starting back as a child, um, I just, I know that there was um, just a lot of hurt from my my upbringing there was a lot of hurt from my mom um there wasn't the um the um emotional support that i needed as a child that did, did she go to church with you as well yes she did yeah, yeah. yes so yeah what, what was the pain in her life do you know just real quick um there was a lot of mental illness oh. depression anxiety rejection um a lot had come from her father. I see. Um, yeah. So. See, I, I know how you, I know how you feel. Yeah. Um, my, you know, my, she, my mom was married to my dad who was a, a, a raging alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And so she was angry and she was hurt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, then she always like, and you're just like him, you know? So yeah, I know that abuse. And, uh, um, I think that she took some of that out on me, mm-hmm. you know? So, I, I understand where you're at. That's, yeah. that's crazy. So as growing up as a child, I can remember um, having a memory of my, and if this is the way you want me to go, then just, you know, um, having a memory of um, my mom just being gone and um, me going to stay with family. Um, and I didn't know what happened. And the next thing I can remember is going and visiting her in a um, lockup, like, ward because she had tried to commit suicide oh i see so i think some trauma started very young wow mm-hmm. yes so um and then that also brought in like i felt like i wasn't good enough 
um, you know, that she wanted to take her own life, that something was wrong with me. I'm pretty sure my sisters probably felt the well, same way. Yeah. So anyway, so there was that. Um, growing up, I think that, you know, was part of my trauma. And then um, at a very young age, I was diagnosed with ADHD, depression, and anxiety. Um, I was 10 years old. And just curious, do, do you really, did you, did you at the, I mean, look, looking back, yeah, looking back, you know, today on that diagnosis, do you, do, do you, do you agree with that or? I don't receive it. Absolutely not. There you go. Yeah. I was a kid. Isn't that crazy? I was a so, kid. Yeah. I was, you know. You were probably just a normal kid. Yeah. So they, they want to like, you know, like tag you. It's like ADHD. There's a problem with this kid. You know, it's like, well, yeah. they're a yeah. kid. Exactly. Yeah. So. so Mom said I was very hyper. She used to tell me all the time. Yeah. My mother, I was very hyper. Yeah. I was like, I was being a Look, kid. Look, I got I a grandson that was probably, you know, he, you know, sometimes I'm like, come here, Camden. Uh, you know, um, Courtney's met him and. Yeah, I love that kid. Mm-hmm. And he's gotten to be such a great kid, so, yeah. yeah. So, um, at a young age, you know, that wasn't known. So I thought, you know, okay, I'm different. You know, my <laughs> mom put me on meds, and I was like, wow. okay, so every, all the other kids, you know, I was just the oddball out, I felt. And well, I started to close close off from everybody. Yeah, yeah. And everything. Of course. I was yeah. like, why do I have to take meds, you know? what's wrong with me? Why doesn't, you know, right. that I know that a lot of other people were too, right? you know, but right. at a young age it was. So, um, and then there was some like severe rejection with my mom. So, you know, I was like, felt like, okay, well she sees me. And, and of course you were too me. young to know that, yeah. that it wasn't rejection that she needed help. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, oh, I, yeah. I get it. So growing up, you know, I didn't make me go to school and, you know, I lacked an education. And um, as I grew up, you know, I really didn't go to school. She didn't make me go. So mm. I, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, if I was a kid, you know, Whitney, I don't know if that would have been so bad. Yeah. yeah. I just, oh, yeah. you know, no. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. Um, now I look back and I'm like, I wish you would have made me go. I you know. know, she would have pushed me, but you know, it's fine. There's a lot of stuff in my life that I regret too, you know. Um, back from being a kid, you know, I almost think that, the, uh, you know, at some point, did, have you gotten past that, the regrets? and mm-hmm. is, Have you? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I know there's a lot of regrets still that I, it'll bring me back, and I'll be like, yeah, I, re- I really regret that. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not the path that I went on. Yes. You yes. know, the path that I chose, yes. the path that God chose for me, wasn't that and i'm who i am today thank god yeah so yeah so as i grew up i started um in teenagers dabbling with um drinking and smoking weed and um mom didn't have rules we could kind of do whatever we wanted leave whenever we want come back whenever we want so i was you know um a wild child yeah running around partying as i got into my you know um teenage years and um, I found that drinking helped me to be more social. Open up, right? Open yeah. up. I don't have, have to be Whitney anymore, yes. and I don't have to be yes. Rory anymore. Yes. I can be somebody else. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And it doesn't matter, and I don't care what anyone thinks. And it's mm-hmm. So it all started with um, drinking. I remember those days. Yeah. Yes. yes. Me too. Yeah. You know, crazy times, for sure. Yeah. So I um, started young. I started when I was like 14 or 15, so... Um, and then continue on through high school and um, 
and then out of high school, you know, just really started drinking. But it turned into every single day I was drinking. Well, so I think yeah. alcoholism um, was my first, for sure. So, so Winnie, I don't even remember, you know, so I, I'd go to, you know, parties in high school and, and stuff. And, you know, I remember all the, the drinking games. I, I, I got to tell you, I don't even remember driving home sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know. Blackout. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Wake up. I'd wake up at home, I think. I don't know how I got here. Yeah. Look outside. Yeah. Is, is the car there? <laughs> Parked on the front, <laughs> you know, on the lawn. So On the lawn, um, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, how did we get home? Or so. Crazy. Yeah. Started with that. Yep. Um, so then I, wild child, um, was uh part you know big old party girl so i had went out and me and my friend uh she had met a guy and um, we started drinking and he introduced me to his friend which is now um the father of my children gotcha but yeah. um so yeah so met him and um that's actually where um you know i was drinking with him and i got pregnant and then we split apart and i had my son and he came back around right right um so then he came into my life and little did i know he was um selling drugs not only but gotcha. he was um had a pill addiction well mm-hmm. so so yeah so um and i fell in love with him and it that's where it all really began yeah. Um, so we started hanging out and, you know, he'd pop pills and I was like, you know, whatever. And we'd, you know, hang out with the baby. And so he offered me my first Percocet. And I can remember, um, we we're staying in my house and he pulled out a pill and he told me, take this. It'll make you feel good. Right. And I told him, you know, no, no, I'm okay. <clears throat> you know, I was the type yes, of person that's that not what I do. did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, he, gave me the Percocet and or I told him, you know, no, I didn't want it or whatever. And then he offered it to me a couple more times. And I mean, I love the guy. I was crazy about him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He took the pill. Yeah. So, um, and then it's kind of um, like the apple. I was right there. Yeah. You know, yeah, the right apple. there. It was just, yeah. Too, so yeah. Shiny. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I took that and whoa, you know, numb it out. Feel good. Have energy. See, that's what it was with cocaine. You know, I, so again, I was drinking and I was drinking so much that I'd go to get drunk. I didn't drink because it tasted good. I tasted, or I, I drank to get drunk and then go fight. Yes. Um, you know, that was my thing. I didn't like that person. So they turned me on to cocaine one night and all of a sudden I, I was happy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't looking to fight. I wasn't um, angry. You know, I was the life of the party. So mm-hmm. I get that. What a trap. Yes. Was it a trap? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Isn't it crazy? So that's all it took. It's right like, there. gotcha. Yeah. 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 Bam. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So how'd you deal with that? Um, so I tried to stop, but he always had him and he always asked me, you know, do you want one or whatnot? And, you know, that's all it took. And I just, you know, continued to take them until um, he had got abusive with me. And he had hit me and uh, kicked me. Actually, when I went to go block, he broke my finger. Wow. So um, the cops got involved and they took him to jail. And I was out to fend for myself. And um, so I. And then there's but, regrets, and you know, again, right? You regret like all of that, and mm-hmm. you know, putting him in jail. You know, your mind is just like it. It, it can mess with you a lot. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
So what were your thoughts? Um, uh, denial. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? That one will definitely mess with anybody. So, yeah. 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 So, so, so he's in jail, and, and um, so you've got this, was it an addiction yet, or um, the pills? Yes. So yes. what'd you do? So um, I started realizing, hey, I'm, you know, not feeling well. I've got to, you know, get pills. I was getting pill sick. So, mm-hmm. um, so then he wasn't in jail long, and he had got out. I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, when he had broke my finger, I had got um, a prescription for pain meds. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, actually, you know, what's crazy is I took all those in one night. Wow. Yeah, so, um, and... It's crazy what the, that addiction will make you do, right? Yes. Where it takes you, where it leads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, so it got to the point where he got out of jail and um, started, you know, um, taking pills again, of course. I wasn't in there long, and of course I went back to him. So, and then we, um, he would feed me pills. He would have. I'd try to leave, and he would woo me back with pills. Wow. So, um, yeah, that's where that started. And it went on for years and years. So it wasn't uh, always physical abuse, but it was abuse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. There was emotional, Mm -hmm. the physical, Mm -hmm. the mental, yes. Did you feel trapped? Absolutely. Yeah. That's got to be a terrible place to be. I mean, even with any drug, I felt trapped. You know, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I quit doing drugs. Um, because I can't tell you how many times I did drugs, but after every time I did drugs, I was done. I quit. I'm yeah, done. I'm never it. doing this yes. again. Yes. You know, never is, is a terrible place to be because, you know, here come the, the, the never testers, you know? Mm-hmm. So. so I wanted to talk about, um, my anxiety about how like the pills, I like, took my anxiety away and it's just me. Getting oh, my head no, 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 no. I, I can understand that though. That's, that's what the Coke took away from me. It was like the anger, you know, I didn't have anxiety, but, but it was the anger. It was like, I wasn't mad anymore. I wasn't looking to fight anybody, you know, cause I used to think that somebody needed to pay, you know, I was unhappy. And, Take it out on something. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So crazy huh yeah so when i took the pills you know i i'd always had anxiety so it was like with the drinking that i you know i could actually talk and be myself and have energy and just not care so i found that pills took my anxiety away they gave me the energy that the depression you know took and whatnot so um i think that's what led me into part of that addiction too so and he and he knew that and he you know played off that big time sure what was the time span whitney um so let's see Pills would have been um, from the time I started taking pills was I was twenty one years old. Um, did it much till I was twenty seven. It turned into um, popping them, to snorting them, to smoking them. Um, did you stop at smoking? And so when the smoking, the I couldn't get the pills. They were they'd become too much. Right, right. So um, here comes a friend of mine. With some heroin. Later on, with some heroin, and that's all it took. You know, you're sick. Here, take a hit of this. One hit, you know, was the equivalent to one pill. You know, that's so, you know, I, I never dabbled with with uh, opiates. Um, 
I always kind of knew that I had an addictive personality. And I thought that the cocaine was enough for me. And uh, um, I was snorting it, and somebody turned me on to smoking it one night, and it was over. It was, like, literally over. You know, I couldn't get enough. It was, it was uh, you know, I didn't have to tear up my nose with snorting it. It was great. So I, I, I know what, you, what, what you're going through. But even more, um, real quick, uh, you probably know, um, I lost a daughter almost five years ago from a uh, heroin overdose. But I remember, you know, so the, I, so I feel, I feel for you. Um, I, I, I remember like fighting, you know, for her. And, and I remember her being in jail and talking to her on a, you know, a two, you know, the, the video, the video chat and telling her that, uh, that, uh, you know, the pills, what are you going to do, honey, when, when you can't find the pills? What are you going to do? Because your next stop is heroin. And she was like, oh, no, Dad, I would never do that. Exactly. I'm like, honey, you won't have a choice. I mean, that's, you're going to, I mean, I, I told her the, the, the things that, that, the cocaine that I played with is bad enough, but what you're playing with plays for keeps. And it was weird because, you know, so. Absolutely. There's a lot of people, Whitney, so you came through this. I'm sure that at some point you had somebody looking out for you. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yes. Oh, God, for sure. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so that um, heroin addiction turned into a meth addiction that turned into pretty much, um, I don't want to say speedballing, but um, I was IVing methamphetamine. Oh, well. Running the streets. Yeah. I had lost everything. Um and I struggled for 12 years, 12 years with addiction, with those, with opiates and then meth later on. And let me tell you, I had went to rehab. I had stopped. I had detoxed. I had done everything. And it came to the point where I had to realize that it wasn't in my strength, but in his. Until I. I was, I was telling somebody, and I think it was Pastor Donna, Minister Donna, <coughs> She was a guest on an earlier um, podcast that um, um, I couldn't stop on my own. I couldn't. I was one of those people. I went to rehab after rehab after rehab, and I got really good at rehab. I got really good at talking yeah. program. Yeah. You know, I could tell you what you wanted to hear, you know, and it's it's like it was just such a big game to me because I was smart enough to use their system. To, to to get through, you know, what I had to get through, and and uh, what a terrible thing, you know. Um, I wish that I would have just like gotten real back then. It took prison for me to get real. Mm-hmm. So as many times, um, many things that I did um, that I had got um, locked up for. So that was part yeah. of like a detox was you yeah. have no choice. You're in jail and you're not getting out. So, so all, all the sheriffs that I knew back then, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, I see them now I, and I'm like, yeah. they're like, what's up, Rory? I'm like, yeah, but I used to be a frequent flyer yes. at yeah. Pueblo's Pueblo Pueblo County, County Detention jail. Center. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Just in and out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was. Uh, and that was a nightmare. You know, yeah. you'd, you'd come oh, down. Man. You know, you'd have to, uh, I'd sleep for three or four days, you know, before you really started, like, trying to, you know, look for a way out. And exactly, yes. 
people be waking you up. Hey, it's chow. Hey, man, come get your chow. I'm like, hey, hungry. Come get it for us, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Crazy. Tra- trays. <laughs> trays are here. Yeah. So you realized that you had a need yeah. that you couldn't do it yourself. Yeah. So um, it just took everything out of me. You know, I lost my kids. I lost homes. I lost everything. I lost myself. Um, I was doing things that I know the sober me wouldn't do. Um, I was doing things that I know, you know, were wrong and whatnot. And um, so, yeah, I had come to the point where I just had to lay it down until, you know, Christ. So how'd you do that? I'm going to do this. I went to detox. I got out, got the Vivitrol shot, went to my mom's and detox uh, and withdrew for a month. The very last time I withdrew for a month straight. Um, I remember laying in her bed, detoxing, and she had a picture of Jesus up on the wall. And I was praying and praying, and I was just, detoxing is painful, very uncomfortable. I hadn't slept. I hadn't ate. I hadn't. So I never detoxed off of, you know, that 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 particular um, substance. So, but I've seen people, you know, and that, that, that pain, you know, that's got to be, you know, I, I remember coming home from being gone for several days out doing drugs and have to see the pain on everybody else's face. And that was bad enough to send me back out. So mm-hmm. for you to be detoxing from what you were detoxing, um, yeah, that had to take some kind of strength someplace. I got to the point where, you know, I, like I said, I had to lay it down, and I just remember laying there and telling him, I don't trust myself to not do it, and I don't have the strength to do it. You're almost begging, huh? It's like, yeah. please, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Look, I, I've lost everything. I've lost myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Over and over and over again. It was a vicious cycle. So I laid it down at his feet, and and then that's when my life changed. Yeah, my life changed. So, so, uh, um, did you feel a peace? Did did he come? Did 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 you? Yeah. yeah? Yes, I felt the spirit of God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I I I remember that. So I had to go to prison, and uh, you know, of course, they took everything away and. Took all my comforts, took all you know, self medication, and mm-hmm. but uh, I still had um, food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, I kind of cross it. You know, pour me, pour me, pour me a Twinkie. You know, instead of pour me a hit, pour me a line, pour me a drink. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I just ate, and I sat there in that, that, that pour me, pour me until one day I, 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 I just I was finally done. I was like, you know what, God, I'm through. A, I'm through playing the poor me, you know, here I am. You knew I was coming here, you know. You have a plan for my life, and I'm not listening to the words in my head anymore. Let's go. Let's do this. So, so. I believe my purpose is, and I went through all of that, so I can, um, my story, my testimony can help others. No doubt. So, no doubt in my mind. No doubt. No doubt in my mind. So, um, so that was your your uh, recovery. How was it? I mean, 
the, the recovery, uh, you know, it's it's not easy because even, even though you went through withdrawing everything, now you have to walk in. It is kind of where the rubber hits the asphalt. It's like, you know, it's like, now what am I going to do? I have to change playmates, playgrounds, playthings. And so, you know, here I am. I'm this island. What did you do? How did you walk that out? So it was hard because here comes all the emotions. Oh, yeah. That you have to deal with all over again. The the boyfriend that, that, that I liked at some point comes yeah. back, you know. And you got to, like, you know, you got to cut that short and say, no, that's, that's, I'm not interested anymore, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so what did you, how did you do that? Um, I just, you know, I put God first and I started breaking, you know, bad habits. There were those bad habits that, you know, had came along with, you know, all the years of using and um, everything. So it um, infiltrates every, every, as yeah, of your every life. Every aspect. Yeah, you have so to it's change everything all over again. Isn't that crazy. Yes, yes. Huh. Yeah, that's good. I never thought, you know, that until today. You have to learn how to live and live differently all over again. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so, then, so I assume you went back to church. Yes. Of um, course. Yes. And uh, did you go to um, a recovery groups? Uh, yes. So I started doing a recovery group. Um, I met some wonderful people there. Um, so yeah, I'd continue to do that. And you know, even in the recovery groups, it's a little difficult sometimes absolutely. because, you know, some of those people aren't really there for recovery and, and you know that, I mean, um, you know, there's 12 steps and some of those people want to practice 13 stepping and, yeah. you know, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. you really got to be aware and, and, uh, um, so yeah, I, I kind of experienced some of that too, back when I was trying to go through recovery. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 So I'd done um, the twelve steps. I've actually never done all the twelve steps, but I had done um, the group. Mm-hmm. So you know, and I'd done it till about a year ago. So now I'm two and a half years clean. Nice. So yes. Yeah. So, congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's it's not. Uh, you know, people say. So so how many people walk up and say, "Wow, Whitney, you're so much different today," and you, you know, you know, it, it's so cool to be around you and. People say that, right? I've actually had, um, there's a guy when I was on the streets, when I was doing drugs, um, had saw me. I had saw him. He was homeless. He was still using. I had my job in my car, and it was about a year ago. Um, and I'd seen him here and there, you know, walking around. And uh, he had wrote me on Facebook and told me, um, well, when I saw me, he told me, you know, you look great. And, you know, what an inspiration and this and that. And it was like, you know, nice or whatever. And he got a hold of me shortly after and told me that he had gave his life to God and um, <laughs> that he is sober. And he gets a hold of me now. And he's actually about, well, you're sober now. Nice. So, yes. So. Yeah, absolutely. So it's so, um, it's so fulfilling. Um, I used to try to tell everybody. So I'd go, you know, a couple weeks, a month, a couple months of sobriety, you know. And um, I tell everybody how well I was doing. I'm doing good, you know. I got this going. And inside, you know, I was still, you know, I was probably relapsing already inside, you know. Yeah. And uh, um, so um, the best thing in the world is like when I had truly, truly, truly cleaned up. And I tell people, you know, a difference. I, I want to see a year. And so you've got two and a half years. That's crazy. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 
I've got almost 21 years, um, and I think uh, I, I, they were taking bets when I got out of prison if I would, you know, smoke cigarettes again. And to me, it was like I didn't even want to give myself permission to smoke a cigarette because what else would I give myself permission to do? I didn't want that that life, and I didn't want that person anymore. And the coolest thing is when somebody like your friend walks up and tells you, wow, you look fantastic. You know, um, my wife had divorced me. She had divorced. We were divorced for 10 years. And, um, you know, I I walked around even in prison and told everybody, you know, that God was going to restore my marriage someday. And um, she hated me. I didn't talk to her. didn't do nothing. And uh, we started texting when I got out of prison. It was kind of a weird thing, but. But the best text I ever got in my life was, who are you, and what did you do with Rory? Isn't that cool? Yes. It's like, you know, I, I, got, I, I was able to tell her that that person doesn't exist anymore. Yep. He died. Yep. Yeah. Yes. I'm the new resurrected Rory. Amen to that. Yes. Come forth, Lazarus. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Yeah. So... Your your redemption. What what are we doing these days? Um, so now I have both of my kids. Awesome. Um, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, How was that? Ha- it's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. So, um, I'm working full time. I am. I've never been so close to the Lord. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's like it it's, it's like. You know, you always saw that perfect person that you could be, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw the person that you are now today. And, uh, you know, it's my belief that that's who God always wanted you to be, you know, is the person that you are today. So the grateful, um, happy, got my kids closer to God, you know, um, that was your calling. That was it. That's awesome. So I, when I go to prisons, I tell those guys, it's like, look, the stuff that you're here for, the stuff that you did, the guy, that's not who you are. That's stuff you did. You've seen that perfect person. Who you are are the decisions that you make today. You know, you, you, you take one step at a time. So you can be anything you want to be. And you, you can be anything you want to be. Yeah. But now you get to tell other people, it's like, look, you can be any, anything you want to be. Yes. You know, look at me. Yeah. This is who I was. I was living under a bridge. Mm-hmm. My, my, I, my kids were watching uh, Dr. Phil one day, and this guy was living under a bridge, bumming money. And they're like, can you believe somebody would do that? And I'm like, yeah, I did that. Yeah. They looked at me like. If that was me. Yeah. 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 And now look at you. Yeah. 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 So, um, um, what else are we doing these days? Um, so, um, I want to do ministry, and I'm trying to step out. To I want to go out and pray and talk to the recovering, uh, yeah. the addicts, and you know, tell them you know there is hope. Yeah, there is hope in Christ. And tell them I see something in you. I see all the potential in the world. You know. That's part of my calling, too, is to go out there because I see them all around town, and I'm like, I used to be that. And you'll look back on today and be like, I'm glad they made me talk. 
<laughs> you know, because it helped me to be, you know, uh, the first time that, that I talked, man, was I nervous, Whitney? Ooh, boy, they made me talk in an AA meeting, you know, the, the guest speaker, you know, on a Saturday or something. And boy, was I nervous. Yeah, so. But, you know, I'm glad I did that. It takes every step. So, yeah. I, I, I just have this feeling that you'll be really good at what you do, anything that you do. I believe that, too. Yeah. So um, I'm excited for you. Go ahead. I, I, I want to know what else you're doing. Um, Look, I went to the Aglow that day, and you came. You know, you were supporting the Aglow, supporting me, and, and uh, you know, you were telling me what a good job I did. And, and yes, you know, your testimony is wonderful. <laughs> it was great. But everybody's is. Yours is yes. fantastic. Yes. I can't believe where you were at and now you are today. I mean, I say that, that I can't believe it, but I, I do believe it. I see it every day. Yeah. You know, I, living, living, you know, in, in the life that we do and close to God, we, we see that. We're all a miracle. Mm-hmm. Everybody that I've had in here is a miracle, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and you're, you're no less miracle. You're, you're awesome. So, yeah. As well as you are, too. um so what would you tell somebody out there today who's struggling with the things that you struggled with just give it to god yeah um how do you do that how do you do how do you how do you just go how do you do that um trusting him denying yourself and just laying it down to him and trusting, you know, trusting him a hundred percent that, that he'll change your life. And you have to also want it too. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember so just being broken. It's like, I'm done. So broken. I'm I'm done. I can't do this anymore. You know, I burned every bridge in my life. I remember God telling me that I, I was sentenced to live. (laughs) It's like I didn't even want to live. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to live. You're going to make me live with all the crap I've caused in my life? Yes, yes. It's like, I, why would I want to do that? Yeah, you I know? struggled with, uh, for a long time with forgiving myself yeah. for the life that I lived and the things that I did. And You know what told me, somebody told me one time? They said, if, if, we can't, uh, if we can't forgive ourselves, it makes us a God unto ourselves. It's like God can forgive you, but you can't. So, I mean, you know more than God does? I'm like, uh, yeah, no, you know. But I tell my girls all the time, the best thing in the world is is being able to look in the mirror, right? And say, you know, I like that person looking back at me today. Yeah. Because for years I couldn't, you know, look in the mirror. Yeah. Oh, Whitney, I remember those days. They made me do that at a rehab one time, look in the mirror. Yeah. They brought one in. They said, here, Rory, look in this mirror. Yeah. It's like I got up and, and left. Mm-hmm. I walked out. I'm like, I'm not, I can't. Yeah. yeah. I hated myself. Mm-hmm. Self-loathing. Yeah. You know, how can I do these things? You know, how can I be this person? So All that guilt and all that shame. Yep. Mm-hmm. But God takes that away. So... Um, do you feel comfortable enough to tell people like, here, this is, this is look, if you're here, if you're suffering today, there's a God, 
There's a God that cares for you. Go ahead. <laughs> Practice that ministry. I, um, if you're suffering, there is hope. I've been there before. Broken, beat down. Um, to a point where I didn't want to live anymore. I didn't have the strength in myself, but I knew there was strength in somebody. And his name is Jesus. And he does, has done more for me. And has given me peace and love, hope and joy. So if you're struggling, turn your life to Jesus. Trust him. And you'll be just fine. That's really good, Winnie. Yeah, that's really good. Well, um, there is hope. You know, we bring you this program. You know, you get to to peek into the lives of other people. You know, uh, um, you're not the only one. You're not the only one suffering. There's people that have had it as bad or worse. Um, There is a God. Do you feel like the prodigal daughter? Did he run at you? Did he embrace you? This is my daughter. Kill the fatted calf. God will chase you too. God will chase you. As soon as I said I want to go home, I want to go home. I don't even know how to get there, God, but I want to go home. And uh, I'm coming home. Maybe I can be a servant. And he, he said, you're a son. Mm-hmm. You know, he embraced me. So, so we thank you for tuning in, and um, hopefully, we can bring you other uh, stories just like this one. Thank you, Whitney, for coming today. Uh, I'm, I'm thoroughly blessed, and I know somebody else is. It's been uh, keeping it real with Roy. <laughs>